Hey everybody, it's the Lit MD coming at you with another fire episode of Do Rags and Stethoscopes. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking about a couple of topics that I definitely wanted to get into. First off, how far is too far? So many people clout chasing on the internet. Also, the resurgence of racism, especially what's been going on on Twitter. We take a moment to shout out all the parents, especially the single parents out there. And then we get into some of the most hilarious home remedies that we could think of. All right, enjoy. My vision is the bag in my white coat. Leno got his do rag and lick, got his stethoscopes. Welcome to do rags and stethoscopes. Welcome to do rags and stethoscopes. Wave tsunami when they crash, current strong. It's a rip. If you're not feeling well, I might just have to write a script. Welcome to do rags and stethoscopes. Welcome to Do Rags and Stethoscope. People are going to think that that's business as usual. What's up, what's up? Welcome into another episode of Do Rags and Stethoscope. As always, I am the Lit MD here with... Who's the weight guy? Hey, put some respect on me. Speak up, put some respect on my name when you when you say my name, big dog. Put some Little respect the on. wave guy. Appreciate that. What's going on, my boy? You have a good weekend this weekend? You know I did, bro. Got to chill with the wifey. Had to work. They stuck me into a shift. So I had Thursday night off, Friday night off. Made me come back and work a shift Saturday night. And then um, I just came straight home from work. It was It was a bit of a hike. But I did get a little bit of posting on the LitMD Instagram. Make sure y'all check it out. Uh, I explained how to survey for hematomas in patients with central lines. Had a lady that had a central line on a heparin drip and had a huge bruise on her neck. So just making sure it won't extravasate and continuing to bleed, you know? What about you, bro? Been good? I know you had little mans. Yeah, no, nah, we were um, we were chilling this weekend. We um, He was supposed to be the good luck charm for the Steelers, but we went and watched the game today. It didn't go well. It didn't go well at all. Good luck, Charm. He about to be their draft pick. No, nah, so so I it had to get proved wrong. So what happened was we were beating the Jets. The first game mm-hmm. we went and watched, we were beating the Jets. We were up 10. He left early. Yeah. We ended up losing that game, blowing that 10-point lead. He came. The next game we watched was the Tampa Bay game. Now, mind you, Tampa uh-huh. Bay made that late run. He was ready to leave. I was like, like nope. The defense was making plays that they don't normally make in crunch time. We ended up winning the game. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, now we got the next time, next game we go watch is going to be Philly. So now we're going to see what's going on. And then, you know, early it was looking good. And then AJ Brown woke up. Yeah. We we started putting 25 on him one on one and thought that was a good matchup. One on one, his third touchdown when he was like, and he was pointing out the nigga that was guarding him. That was one of the coldest celebrations. Minka was Minka was late. Was it a? It was a perfect throw, but he was beat like a drum off the line both times. I mean, if you can in rhythm as a quarterback, take two steps and just throw the fade like that to a spot, and the receiver's right there to get to it. It, it, it it's nothing you can do about it. But if you get beat like a drum at the line of scrimmage like that, that's the only way that the receiver's gonna get to it. The corner is the only rip, the only real line of defense is the corner right there because you put it in a spot that the safety's not going to be able to get to. Don't matter if a safety's over the top, safety can't get there. Corner don't hold him up at the line of scrimmage. He's beat. Your safety can't get there. 
And I got to I got to call out Minka. You know I got to call out Minka cuz he used to be a what? He used to be a Dolphin. And then he left and then he came back and played the Dolphins. Hate is going to hate but real recognize real, but that's what we going to say that for hate. another day. What's on the What's you remember how much Lena Hola, because you fired me up when y'all got Minka. Because remember, he made the Pro Bowl that season, didn't he? Yeah, he definitely made the Pro Bowl that season. He had like two pick sixes. Anyway, I can't get mad at you. Y'all have a, a, a franchise that has set a standard over the years. You've had like three coaches in the last 52 years. So, you know, everybody has a year where they down bad. You know, I've been with a dumpster fire that is the Dolphins, and we just started to show some promise. But today, I'll tell you what, bro, we're going to take it into a couple different things today. Um, we want to talk about the purchase of Twitter with Elon Musk. Definitely want to get into this um, and some of the changes. Some things for good, some things definitely for bad that have occurred with that. Also looking into, in general, how far is too far, you know, whether it be with uh, joking around, whether it be with commentary, whether it be with your spouse, whether it be with your friends, how far is too far? Also just taking a, taking a glance, like a moment to recognize parents in general, but also single parents. And then we're going to touch on home remedies. And I want to hear everybody's home remedy, something that moms and pops used to tell you about. So we're going to get into a few of it, bro. You ready? Yeah, let's get into it. All right, for sure. Let's start this off. So Elon Musk, those that don't know, Elon Musk, uh, founder of Tesla, SpaceX, The Boring Company, and some other endeavors. He actually created, uh, I didn't know this, but he created the original company that became PayPal also. So dude has been in the game and with the shit since day one. So Elon Musk has taken control over Twitter and also fired his top executives. Uh, I'm a, I'm a paraphrase. I'm gonna read this. Uh, I gotta cite my sources. This is an article coming from CNN by Donnie O'Sullivan and Claire Duffy from CNN Business. So Elon Musk has completed his 44 billion dollar deal to buy Twitter Thursday, putting the world's richest man in charge of one of the world's most influential social media platforms. The key about that dog is the fact that it's one of the most influential social media platforms. They, Twitter has more uh, members than Instagram. I don't think it has more than Facebook, but it has more than Snapchat and a couple other social media outlets. So that being said, you know, he released a statement Elon Musk did where he was talking about he wanted to allow for more freedom of speech. But it's a fine line between freedom of speech and just being outright blasphemous, rude, disrespectful. But, you know, to quote uh, to quote Drizzy, what do you say? Trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. So what's your take on what's been going on? I don't know if you've seen a lot of the slander that's been going on on Twitter, too. But what do you think about it, bro? I mean, first of all, I believe it when the ink is dried, you know, the deal is done. And somebody says, when you look up the owner of Twitter and it is Elon Musk, is that the case yet? If that's not the case yet... I'm not oh, necessarily worried about it. Oh, is that the case yet? No, yeah, that's, that's over with? He already he filed for the He was going back and, he was going back and forth for a while now about whether he was going to buy it or whether he wasn't going to buy it. Then the deal went through. Then the deal didn't go through. So that's the first, that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. Second thing about, you know, everybody wants to argue about free speech stuff all the time. You, there's a difference between free speech and there's a difference between being, you know, towing that line of blasphemy. Mm-hmm racist yeah uh, that's usually the big one everybody wants to die you know down across that oh i can say what i want to say even if it's racist no that's not necessarily the case because they won't say it to your face i mean even if they do say it to you, well that's the thing man you can't don't 
don't don't don't say it to my face. Oh, I can see. I can say I can be racist and say that to your face. But then if I want to react based off of your racism, then you want to take means that are, you know, I guess within your legal right. But it be you be just as you be just as well just to leave it alone. If you're in yeah. your legal, if you're in your legal right to disrespect somebody, you should be also in your legal right to catch whatever repercussions that come with that. Exactly. If somebody put the pause on you, I mean, you don't even pretty have much asked for it. It don't even have to be about pause. We just not. I, I think in this day and age, not too many people are tolerating disrespect anymore. There's a certain level of just you're not going to disrespect me as a person anymore. That I think I've noticed as a society overall, where it's not, it's not so much people are more violent than they used to be, or things are more this or more that than they used to be. It's just people are just not as a person, as a human being. Oh, you know, in the year 22, you're not, I'm not going to sit here and let you just disrespect me like that. You don't have a right to disrespect me, to treat me any less than in this day mm-hmm. and age. And mm-hmm. that instead of just, a lot of times, instead of just marching and being silent and being quiet about it, people are responding in a way that maybe gets you some attention that you wouldn't necessarily want. But I th- at the end of the day, like I said, if you can you know, openly disrespect somebody, you should be willing to receive whatever repercussions come with that. And I mean, I think that harps on then the beneficial aspect of social media, the way you're able to get that out there. You know what I'm saying? Like we look at the George Floyd case and the fact that there were people recording on camera phones. Had it not made it to social media, that would have been text messages floating around the towns in what was it, Milwaukee or, or whichever area that it was in, uh, or Minneapolis. I'm not sure, uh, but my point is, this is it's an outlet and it's a way for us to be able to communicate with one another, right? And then I feel like if you can't police it in some sort of way, which it seems like that was one of Musk's biggest things that he wanted to take away was the ability to police and patrol these things. Um, I think that leads to problems, bro. I, I really do. Like you look at, it, you know, there's a there's an election going on in the state of Georgia. And my biggest thing is that I push for anybody to vote. Right. And I'm going to take a moment to push on that, please. If you don't vote, you don't have the right to complain. And I will still stand on that because there are people that march for days and days and years and continue to not have that right. that look like you and look like I that wanted to vote. Now there are people, and I've heard the arguments, you know, of why people won't vote, but all I'm saying is that if you don't vote, you can't complain, right? If I vote for somebody and they don't win, I could complain all I want about how I didn't get what I wanted. But if I don't speak up on it, you know what I'm saying? That's like going to a place and you don't order your food. You say, give me what you got. And they give you something you don't like. How are you going to be mad? You never, you never pick, but that's neither here nor there. My point is, this is our outlet to then speak to one another, to communicate with one another. Like there are things that we actually learn from social media, bro. There's also things we learn about people from social media. You know what I'm saying? Like you heard about what, like the reporter that had the back and forth with Kyrie Irving and all that. I don't know if you saw that. No, I mean, I didn't see it. I really don't. I don't think that's a good example because I think he's easy to get into a back and forth with. I think he's. Well, is an example of somebody's social media then resulting in discussions? That's my. I think. I mean, and I think a lot bad. of that, too, like as well, if you want to talk about good, I think it gives you a lot of access to people that you may not necessarily normally have access to, and it gives you the mm-hmm. route to respond and interact with people that you wouldn't normally interact with. And like I said, I I think social media has also been an outlet for so much talent. Right? You look at some of these people that make videos on on IG and on Twitter, you know, put up their comedy, put up their their musical talent, 
put up there, artistic talent, all that. That's good. And then you have the other side, like you got the Twitch streamers, right? You got people that are playing video games and showing how skilled they are at it. But I don't know. You ever heard of 4chan? No, you got to put me on game. What's that? Nah, you didn't want to know about that. That's deep. Like 4chan is where like majority of the people that, that like create those manifestos, those like racist manifestos, like the return of, you know, Nazi society and school shooters that like put out their plans. They go through the 4chan route where it's a social media outlet, but basically it's everybody just talking. Mm-hmm. I decided they neck, you know, about what they are going to do, what they're not going to do, how to plan these things out. And that's the danger of social media, bro. That's the danger. I thought it was some like OnlyFans type shit you was talking about. I ain't going. I mean, it's supposed to have that like Reddit where it's like open media. But at the same time, I mean, there's stuff this. Well, no, I can't say that because it definitely be some wild stuff on Twitter. It's not Facebook. Oh, yeah. It's definitely some wild stuff on Twitter. Twitter. Twitter be crazy. Like, I wanted to say, you know. Like, my condolences to all those families in South Korea. I don't know if you saw what happened. All them people that got crushed at that party. What's up with South Koreans getting crushed? Didn't we do a a South Korean getting crushed by a TV? Why they? Why the South Koreans keep getting crushed? Oh, Lord, bro. It was a Halloween party. Um, and these, like, I don't know. I can't even exaggerate the numbers. It had to be, like, 7,000 people at least in an alley. And there were so many people condensed in this alley when the crowd started moving. That it made like this waveform type motion where instead of like people walking anymore, they were off the ground and it was just pressure that was constantly keeping people together. So that pressure was what was keeping people like compressed and it was like compressing their chest cavities and people stopped breathing. So there's videos out there of it. I mean, I'm not recommending you go watch it. I think I'm cool off that. But it, it is crazy. Anyways, yeah, so... It was an outlet to even see that that happened. But then you look at, like, what happened in sports. You know, like, I follow, like, European soccer from time to time, and I can catch it on, on Twitter. I can catch more about it. Um, updates with what's going on in Ukraine. Like, you can get updates from the actual battlefield. You know, there, there's good things. But then again, there's bad outlets, too, where once this release, where Elon finally took over, a lot of the um, restrictions that were on Twitter have apparently been lifted. Let me ask you a question real quick. Go for it. This ain't really it's on topic, but it ain't really off topic because I think a lot of this stuff all buys into what you do. You believe what you see online. How much do you believe? Like, if you could round a percentage, how much do you believe on Twitter when you see? Um, honestly, I think it's genre based, but I'm big because you know, with my line of work, I we have to do what's called evidence based medicine. Like, so Mm -hmm. I usually will look at the source that's reporting it, right? Right. I mean, I'm just saying, like, if you. So, for example, like when Dolph, when Dolph died, rest in peace, uh-huh. I seen it on Twitter and immediately was worried because I was like, there's not. I think there's a very slim chance that this is a hoax. Yeah. It's the first place I'm seeing it is on Twitter. When um, what else did I see on Twitter? Everybody I, said when, Eminem died like three times. When Mac Miller died, I saw it on Instagram first, and I thought it was fake because I was like, "There's no way that Mac Miller. Did. There's no way. Yeah, it, you know, there's no way that Mac Miller. Did. Yeah. When Co- no- oh, shoot, when Kobe died, that one, that was the one where I was like, "They playing," but then like you know, the ESPN came, so that's why it's, I think it's based on timing, right? So Kobe, it, Kobe is one that that Kobe is an anomaly that just won't make sense no matter how what way shape form you put it in. Kobe yes. passing, when he passed, how he passed, will never ever make sense. It'll never make sense. 
You're right. It's, it's one of those things. It's one of those things. Like you, it's I. I think in my lifetime, it'll be one of those things where it was like, where were you? When, I remember where I when was. Kobe I, re- the, I remember I exactly playing, where I was. Yeah, I was playing. Ba- I can remember it like it was yesterday. I was playing basketball, ironically, out in Cumberland. We was playing out in one of our adult leagues. Shout out Chunk. Shout out Deshaun. Shout out Big Sam. Um, shout out to um, who else was on that squad? Shout out Shaq was on that squad. Shout out Jake. Shout out Sean. Um, we were out there hooping. And we were coming, the game had just ended. We were coming off the court. And one of the referees, he kind of laughed, but he was like, yo, y'all see Kobe died? And we was like, what? Man, get, get out of here. Like, yeah, right, Kobe died. And then we looked. L.A. Times, Kobe Bryant, passed away. Like, man, it's not, but it's just, that's, that's just one of those things. You couldn't things. take it serious. Yeah, I remember. yeah right. That'll, that's just one that you will never really, it'll never really sit right. Never. I was with the wifey, and we were at this Jamaican restaurant ordering the food, and I was like, you know, let me get the rice and peas, the cabbage, this, that, and the third, and I got a text. My mom was like, no, say it ain't so. Kobe gone. And I was in my mind, I was like, what Kobe do I know? Because, you know, I, I was like, it's right. got to be a friend. Yeah. I'm like, right. the one from college? That, nah, that nigga ain't dead. And then another one was like, man, this is a tragic day. And then I look, and I get the ESPN alert, and I'm like, how can you kill somebody that's invincible you know what i'm saying like i know that sounds crazy but i'm like like kobe dropped 81 in a game you can't stop kobe you know what i'm saying and then more and more of it trickled out but like so to answer your question to go back where you was at dog i think it's about timing so a lot of stuff on online i don't believe immediately i'll say it that way like in the immediate i don't believe things but as time goes on, meaning like even if it's minutes or a couple hours and there's more sources citing it, then I'm more inclined to believe it. But like if you see one random report, like I said, I remember I saw something that, that Eminem had died. I was like, oh, snap. I looked it up and I couldn't see anything about it. I wait like an hour and nobody posted an RIP. TMZ won't on it. So I was like, this nigga alive. Ain't no, this nigga ain't dead. I mean, do you really believe Eminem is going to die before he's like 85 years old? I don't know. I look at death completely differently, but that's another story, bro. I mean, I do. I I see what you're saying, but that's. I mean, that's why everybody gets so shook up about Kobe because it's it is sudden and it is you know it's instant and when it's done, it's It's right. It's permanent. Like, but and I'm. I mean, I can only imagine you experience it on a regular basis. You know what I'm saying? But it's like it ain't a regular basis. I keep my patients alive, dog. Hey, look. No disrespect to you, because I know you do a hell of a job, and I, I want to tip my cap to you now. But if you was batting a thousand percent, you would not have time for me in this podcast. They would have know, you right? on all types of CNN. You right down there in the A two, they had you right there at CNN talking to you every day, trying to figure out who's who and what's what. If you was mm-hmm. batting a thousand, would have saved Shawty Low, would have saved Marlo. No, I'm saying all the guys. Bank who else? Uh, Bankroll. Shoot. R.I.P. to all the fallen soldiers. But um, yeah. down there, I got a, I got a little, shot. I got a, I got a little shot of that. If it won't for, if it won't for King Von, get you know, rest in peace, King Von. But he had to step aside so I could kind of step in. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, I'd be down bad right now. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, that's kind of how it go, bro. But that, so that draws me into the next part that I was talking about, bro. So what I was saying was how far is too far, right? And that is a very general 
statement, but that goes to say, like, in terms of who so you just, are. So just now, was that too far? Nah. No. No, 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 I wouldn't. I think everybody has different discretion, but how far is too far is, like, say somebody play a practical joke on, you know what I'm saying? You with a coworker, and they put some, like, I don't know, what's something stupid, put, like, some some gunk on your seat, and then you stick to your seat. You know, ha, ha, ha. But say they do something like they walk up to you, splash you with water, and slap you, and they think that's a joke. You know what I'm saying? Like, how far is too far in terms of, like, personal space? I want to ask you about that one, number one. So let's go through. I'll give you three topics. How far is too far in terms of personal space? How far is too far in terms of your family and, like, you know, people, what they say out of their mouth? And then how far is too far in terms of... um just being tough in general. I mean, this is the, you said you mentioned timing about believing stuff just on that last topic. This is more so of, this is where I think timing comes into play here. Cause you know, depending on the time, it doesn't matter how good of a friend you are, how bad of a friend you are. Somebody catch you on the right day at the wrong time. Yeah. Or vice versa. You can have two completely different reactions to any kind of practical joke, you know, no matter how far, how crazy it get, you know, not everybody is Johnny Knoxville. Some people, you know what I mean? Get a little mild. Not everybody wants the the blazing wings at Buffalo Wild Wings. Some people want the little sweet teriyaki joints. You know what I'm saying? Asian Zing had them last night. You know what I mean? Somebody, everybody don't want to go in there and be sweating and, Carrying on when they eat, anyway. but it's just it, the timing is everything. You can have a, you can be just be having a, a day, and you know what I mean. And then you, and not even be something you take something the wrong way or something that was done as a as a slight, something that really wasn't even that serious. You take the wrong way and then turn something little a little problem into a big problem. Devontae Adams, somebody caught him at the end of a tough loss. Put the camera in his face and felony. And then I wouldn't gone. even I wouldn't even say that, man. Like he bumped into somebody. Like your natural re- if in that situation, it would have been wrong. Whoever he would have bumped into, I'm not alleviating him of that. You're saying Devonte bump because that I don't. That's not a bump. That is they, press they, man coverage. They bumped into each other. Which is why he got, which is why Buddy got pushed. It wouldn't have mattered who it was that bumped into Devontae Adams. I think at that particular moment of time, he his knee jerk reaction would have been to push him out of the way, which is what he did. Which would is look like what his knee jerk reaction was when he pushed Buddy. It's just it's just the re- after that game, the way that game went, coming off the field, and somebody you trying to get off the field, and somebody gonna bump into you like that. Yeah, I mean that's a. I think that's a natural reaction for you to push them in that in the heat of the moment like that. Is it right? No. Did he? Was it really all that bad? Did he assault the dude? No. That's not but what he I said mean, in the court of law. I'm right, not. So that's a. That's what I'm talking about earlier. That's the, that goes back to my conversation earlier. Like, really, you gonna take him to court over that? You, I, I don't even want to call you out your name because I see how you won't carry it. But just know. You taking somebody to court for that? We already know how you how you come up, how you bred, and it's not it, it's not very much respected. Just just keep that in mind. He bodied this man. I just wanted to. It don't. I mean, he did, but it's he got bumped. You got pushed. You fell over. It's not well, the end of the world. Yeah, but if you bigger than all right, so then let's take it this way. How about this? And this is gonna be a little bit more extreme, but like 
So if you take that same level of anger and it's a 12-year-old walking across, I mean, your genuine reaction is push him out of the way. All right, right. Well, yeah, a 12-year-old, I think, too, if somebody, a 12-year-old bumped me is going to be different from a grown man bumping me. As I'm Have you off seen the these 12-year-olds nowadays? Yeah, I've seen 12-year-olds. These, these little, don't get it's me, huge. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not It's not a handful of 12-year-olds running around at 5'8", 160 pounds at 12 years old already. Victor Wimbanyama was six foot when he was born. I don't okay. <laughs> you you show you get me a room of five Victor Wimbiamas and I and you got a point. But you I mean it's how many billion people in the world and I'm asking for five. That's I mean come could on, you beat them five Victor Wimbiamas at could you beat Victor Wimbiama when he was twelve in basketball? If he was six feet tall? Yeah. Yeah, six feet tall, nigga. Say, yes. six, yeah, nigga. What? You now gotta stand no. on that. No, 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 we ain't talking about now. No. Nah. No. Not a chance. No. They're 12. That's what I always like to think that. I'm like, bro, I say that about so many people. Like, um, who was it? Derrick Henry? I could have tackled that little nigga when he was in preschool. Victor Wimbiyama is is how I know God got a sense of humor because he see all <laughs> y'all niggas. He see all y'all niggas on 2K building these seven foot nine point guards. He like, you know what? Them. What if we do this for real? What if I just go and drop one of these niggas for real? And y'all gonna be so upset about how it's this seven foot four shooting fadeaway runners, shooting fadeaway threes. You can't even, You need a broom to try to contest this man's shot. You just gotta hope he miss. Yeah, good luck with that for twenty years in the NBA. And then you're not. You're he's playing off ball defense. And you're like, I forgot. There's a seven foot four man that can move laterally on like, the court. Kareem had the sky hook that was an unstoppable. It was literally an unstoppable shot. You couldn't block it. You just had mm-hmm. to hope he missed it. Well, your unstoppable hope he misses shot is a runner three point shot. Yeah, you're gonna put up crazy type of numbers in the league. It's just honestly, like, he is what what um what Phil Jackson wanted Porzingis to be, but taller, but faster. I mean, but that's what I'm saying though. No disrespect. Like, no disrespect to Porzingis. Porzingis I'm a might fan. be. I like Porzingis. Porzingis might be seven feet. Is he seven foot? Seven? No, is he's he seven, seven three. One? He's seven three. Porzingis is seven three. That's what Brad Beal said. He said he's a true seven three in uh, a couple realize, of interviews. I didn't realize Porzingis was that tall, but so I called him a unicorn. Yeah, I mean, I knew he was tall. I didn't think he was that tall. Well, we got to do the forever comparison. I always just pull up pictures of him next to Shaq, and then that's usually my like go to because I know that Shaq is seven yeah, one. Yeah, that's pretty. That's always my go-to because, like, there's a picture of Wimbanyama next to Shaq, and I'm like, oh. There's a the Wimbanyama and Gobert picture is the one that did it for me. Just like yeah, I had to look at that twice. Movie. I was like, wait, that's who? Yeah. I thought that was Steph. I thought that was Steph and yeah. uh, Seth Curry. Exactly. Exactly. Eesh. Powering over. He'll be the tallest dude in the league, I think. Ball ball ain't taller than him. All right, here we go. Yeah, here's Porzingis and Shaq. I don't know if it's coming in good yeah, for Yeah, okay. So, yeah, yeah, he got to be. He's Yeah, seven, he's got to be a legit 7-3. And women, Yama got him. But, okay, anyways, how far is too far? So, you talked about personal space if you catch somebody on the right day. The next part is, like, with family, right? Because, you know, you we always talk about, like, you don't joke about family. But, like, what is the joke? You know what I'm saying? Like, me, personally, I don't make your mama jokes. Because I wouldn't want somebody to make that about, you know, me. And also, I you know, like, with you, dog, I know your mom. So, we ain't got to play like that. Like... How far is too far with that stuff, would you say? 
I don't know, cause some niggas be playing with some people be playing <laughs> about the mama jokes. And I ain't never really like I ain't gonna say I never had that type of relationship with nobody because it's it, like again, it, it probably would depend on who it was. It depends on the but time I, of day too though. Like if you yeah, really mad, don't talk about my mama. You know? It's a whole lot of it's it's a lot of variables that come into play when you're talking about somebody, mama, the relationship, the day, the time, what's going on. Is mama doing okay? Like, yeah, it's a lot of stuff that come into play. You can't just I like it's probably best like you like you say you stay away from them altogether. It's probably best if you do that. But. Like, so I'll talk about the relationship you got with my moms, right? Like, when the Steelers play the Ravens, y'all be back and forth, right? Yeah. Cool. It ain't just. It ain't even about like you know. Her. I think, it's about sports. And I think too. I think too, especially when you know each other's. Like if you if you boys and you know each other's mothers, like is mm-hmm. I think you don't make personal. You don't attack the yeah. character or the person. You might say you might make a joke in reference to them or a joke they a butt of a joke, but you're not gonna make fun of them. Like you're not attacking they character or something about taking a shot at something about them and i think that's usually that's where it'll fly that's where it'll kind of go under the radar it'd be like kids and parents are usually off limits now siblings i'd be joking on people's siblings like especially if i know them like if i've hung out with them it'd be hilarious (laughs) some people are like that about their siblings i mean yeah i don't i don't i don't let kids take too much shit off of nobody i don't care who it is i really don't like yeah. Nobody's messing with Kenzie like that, but it maybe yeah, you might get you might get a couple off, but then all right, that's cool. You had your fun. You and then that's me. the moment when you talk about how far is too far when you flip, flip that switch and people are like, wait, are you serious? And you're like, Do I look like I'm playing with you? <laughs> like come on now. I mean it's just a it, it, it like you said, time of day. Time is when somebody catch you at the right day. Wrong mm-hmm. time, wrong time, right day. It could be an issue. That's yeah, just what it is. I agree. I think that I think that kind of touches on the third part of it too, though. Where like it's, I mean, it's about personal space. It's about knowledge base. And then as you get older too, it's just about recognizing situations. You talk about timing from the side of the person that's receiving that comment or receiving that disrespect or receiving whatever's being said. But on the other side of us, it's like it's the timing too, right? There's a time and a place to crack jokes, and there's a time to be serious about stuff. And some people just, they never grow out of that and gain that maturity to look at that, I feel like, bro. I tell you, in a, in, in some cases, um, I, that's something I deal with. You can't, no matter the intent, you can't determine how somebody perceives a joke or uh, a comment or whatever that may be, you can't determine how they perceive their initial reaction to whatever type of comment that you make. That's yeah. not, you know what I mean? Because all of it, it could all be avoided if you keep your mouth shut, not because you said it the right way or the wrong way, because you didn't have to say anything at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could have kept your mouth shut in the first place. But I got, so I got actually a personal story about that. I remember finding out, um, so hospital I was working at when I was first in med school, um, so, like, all of the physical therapists couldn't stand me. And when I found this out, like, after a year of working there, they were like, yeah, you're arrogant. I was like, fuck them niggas. Well, I... <laughs> Thank you, dog. That's what my nigga. Mean, what you mean? Like, what, uh, like, what you mean? But it was the way I found about? out, though. So, like, let, hit me out, bro. So, I didn't even peep this. So, this is, like, I guess my just, like, me running my mouth. You know how I like to talk. So, 
um, we were all rounding and physical therapy was with us. And there was this guy that was a physical therapy student. And we was talking about balling. And there was a court that he balled at. And he was like, yeah, man, it's cool. We're going to go on this day. Um, also been working on like a calisthenics routine so I could stretch, you know, help you stretch out if you need to. I was like, oh, it's good. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm in med school. I know how to stretch. Like, I can figure that part out. But I appreciate you. I'll see you on the court. So I hit him up about the, the basketball and this nigga just don't reply. I hit him up the day of. I was like, yo, you still trying to ball? Like, I'm like, you know, little kid, like, got my ball in hand, my shorts are on. And he still don't reply. I see him around the hospital. Yeah, I was like, I thought we were supposed to ball. And he was like, ah, yeah, we'll get back to it. So, okay, I let it go. You know, third time's a charm after that, whatever. Like, nine, ten months later, they were like, yeah, all the physical therapists, you know, just, they think you're arrogant. I was like, by what? Well, you told one of the students that you didn't need him to show you how to, you know, stretch. Don't. Yeah. That's what y'all are upset about? Stretching? We talking about practice? <laughs> not to, not, for, not, not the game. game, but practice. Why you heard that? Why you heard that poor white man feelings? He was just trying to stretch you he out. He was a brother. Paul. That's what hurt me. It was a, this nigga. It was a brother, bro. I was like, come on now. Oh, you turned the brother down. Yeah, see, that's what it is. Because the brothers got to stick together. You should have just let him show you whatever it was he was dying to show you. And then you I don't know. I've been watching the Dahmer series with Wifey. I ain't about to let no man stretch me out. Yeah, I ain't. Nope. Mm-mm. I ain't been watching. I don't know how y'all put yourselves up to that. Like, I don't even be. I read I the whole story no... when I was in college, though. So, like, I read, like, the whole Wikipedia page and the backstory on it because I you know, it's crazy. I thought it was like one of the wildest things that happened in American history, in recent yeah, American I, history. I probably know maybe the backstory on a lot of those famous serial killer types, but I don't know like in detail a whole lot of that stuff. And it's no disrespect. I really just don't. I'm, I don't have no dying desire to follow this nigga as he goes through raping and killing these these dudes and little kids. Like, I don't have no desire to see his his, his path it. of you know what I'm saying? Harassment. I don't I don't desire to see that shit. I won't spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen it. I'll tell you off air, but the way that he ended up passing away, boy. Who, Dahmer? Yeah. He, they got he, to somebody got to his ass. <laughs> Multiple people in prison. Boy. They tore that boy apart. So that can actually lead us into something else that we're gonna touch on, right? Taking a moment to shout out, and I like to, I feel like I do this often, but I'm shouting out all the parents in the world. Everybody that got a kid, especially if you take care of your kid. Like, if there is a strenuous reason why you can't, that's different, right? Like, if you military or you're just physically not around, but, like, if you're not making yourself available, you know what I'm saying? Don't be a dirtbag to your kids, first off. If you got kids, you know, they didn't have to be here to take care of them. So I shout out Leno because he take care of his kids. You know, it's my godson and love him. He take care of him. But Appreciate why that, do, and I, I could be wrong, and this, you know, might be clickbait. Why do these single moms end up making some of the best D1 athletes, bro? I'm telling you, some of these players, some of these football players, when they come out on senior night with just their mama, and it's like, he's going to the league, dog. Like, do they grind different? What is it? <laughs> So I'm just wondering, man, what is it about them that gets the that gets these parents like and it's not just single parents. Of course, there are parents that build a household and their children do great as well. But 
I feel like a lot of these like top, top, top D1 athletes, like they come from a single parent home. I don't know if it's like, do the kids feel like, oh, I got to grind different mom's still working or what is it? Yeah, if Buddy got that dog in him, if any man is naturally going to want to provide, and if, you know what I'm saying, you see your mother that's in a play, in a play you want to take care of your mom. That's natural. Like, like KD, what did he say? Like, God, what did he say at his MVP I don't speech? know what he said. All I know is he yeah, told really. his mom she was the real MVP. Real MVP. And started crying, and everybody was crying. But, like, that's what dudes, I think that's what a lot of guys, a lot of guys desire being being able to provide for their loved ones. So if you come up in a situation where your mother has, you know, struggled to make sure y'all got just enough to have just enough, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's a different type of respect. There's a different type of care. There's a different type of providing that you want to do for somebody like that, that you, you know, that you've seen go through something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, as it just so happens. A lot of Division One athletes happen to find their route, you know, through sports. That's yeah. just what it is. They've got a, you know, a, a, the thing about sports isn't always about how skilled you are. It's how hard you work, you know, if you're willing to outwork somebody. That's um, true. You know, hard work be, beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And, and if you, you know, willing to work hard enough, you get the right breaks, you know, you can put yourself in a position to – you know, take care of yourself, take care of your family for generations. Yeah, I've seen some of them like like there's some some little league football uh out here in Atlanta where <laughs> you can tell who got both their parents and which of them kids do not because they just hit harder, they run fast. I'm like, what is he on? But <laughs> I found the transcript. All right, I'm gonna just read this paragraph. This was the transcript from Kevin Durant's uh what year was it? His MVP speech. I don't know what year it was. So and last, my mom, I don't think you know what you did. You had my brother when you were 18 years old. Three years later, I came out. The odds were stacked against us. Single parent with two boys. By the time you were 21 years old, everybody told us we weren't supposed to be there. We moved from apartment to apartment by ourselves. One of the best memories I had is when we moved into our first apartment. No bed, no furniture. And we just all sat in the living room and just hugged each other. We thought we made it. When something good happens to you, I don't know about you guys, but I tend to look back to what brought me here. You walking me up in the you wake excuse me, you waking me up in the middle of the night in the summertime, making me run up a hill, making me do push ups and push ups ain't good for him. Screaming at me from the sideline at my games at eight or nine years old. We weren't supposed to be here. You made us believe. You kept us off the street. You put clothes on our backs, food on the table, when you didn't eat. You made sure we ate. You went to sleep hungry. You sacrificed for us. You're the real MVP. Damn. So that's what I'm talking about. Like, now it's KD. I mean, he got turned uh, You telling me? Butt. You telling me we just moved into an apartment with nothing in it and just sat in the living room and hugged each other? Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have been pissed. You were like, where's the Xbox? I gotta be, I gotta win the championship or something, because this shit is not going to <laughs> Fuck this. I don't blame you. No wonder, no wonder they call that nigga the Slim Reaper, because I'd have been killing shit from that day, from that day on, or no bullshit. I'd have had oh. to, you have to do something at that point. You know, but, we were sitting in the living room hugging. With no furniture. 
So what y'all niggas did after y'all stopped hugging? Y'all just sat there and looked at each other for for the rest of the night. Hey, what you gonna do? I don't like, know what, what you, you gonna, gonna do. We just sitting here looking at each other now. Asking all them questions, asking, asking all them questions. <laughs> nah, bro, yeah, he had to turn up after that. Oh, had boy. To. You stupid. You said, I gotta play ball. We ain't got no furniture. We ain't got no choice after that. Like, we gotta do, something gotta shake after this. If we sit just sitting in here hugging, like, we feel like we'd have made it because we moving into an empty house with no furniture sitting in the living room hugging. That's a different level of struggle. Yes. We gotta, we, we gotta, we gotta do something. And then he playing against a kid that got both his parents, you know, living in the, in the like four bedroom townhouse, you know, what do you think gonna happen when you line up yeah. against him? Like, you got to Yeah. You got to hold 50. You got to hold 50. You got to hold 50. You better hope they, you better hope they don't sit me. If they sit me down, you lucky I don't get it to 60. Mm-hmm. And I ain't going to sit for long because I ain't got no chairs at home. I, this is a foreign feeling to me. Get me off the nope. bench. All right. Well, anyways, on that note, we're going to talk about these home remedies that we wanted to make sure that we tapped on, bro. So I was talking to my mom. I was just thinking about some of the wild stuff, like home remedies, bro. So some stuff that is just completely just <laughs> off the wall to me was this one was great. An onion. You ever heard about putting an onion on it? Like, my great-grandma used to say, if something hurt, you put an onion on it. I done, so, seen, I done seen people, like, with two fakes and stuff like that, like, wrap an onion or wrap garlic. Yeah. And a little side on around it. Yeah. I done seen that before, some weird shit like that. So, apparently, the story goes, when my great-grandfather died, my great-grandma, you know, shout-out to Gramanda, she came in. Shout out. And she put an onion on his chest. Ain't check a pulse. Just thought he was just laying there in the middle of the floor. I ain't trying to laugh, but she put an onion on him. But then when my grandma and them got home, they're like, oh my God, what's wrong with daddy? She said, oh, he's sleeping. They're like, well, it don't look like he's breathing. The onion didn't work. But that was the remedy. <laughs> I mean, I can laugh about it now. I, you know, I love my family. I never even met my great grandfather. She put an Let onion me get on this chest. straight. Let me get this straight. Your great grandma watched your was watching your granddaddy die in the living room. Supposedly he was already gone. I don't know if it was a heart attack or what, but she put an onion on his chest and let him lay there for a little while. Yeah, he get up. You know, he be all right. Hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about with remedies, bro. Not all of them work. But what's the all right, you tell me what's a remedy that uh that your parents or grandparents or somebody had for you, bro, that you thought was hilarious now that you think about it? I mean Ginger Ale fixed, you know, at ninety-nine percent of the problems we had yeah. in the household. Ginger ale actually works, bro. It does. They, they, you can't convince me otherwise that ginger ale is not medicine. It's not just that is an ibuprofen. It's acetaminophen. It is whatever you... If you got the mm-hmm. cold and the flu, Ginger Ella, take care of you. A couple of days, you shake back. Bro, I was working on nephrology the other day, and I was reading this clinic note on this patient. Um, so, like, they have a lot of... When you have kidney issues, you have issues managing, like, your electrolytes in your body. And one of them is bicarb, which is a base. It's not an acid. So we give people bicarb tablets, but the patient didn't like the taste of it. So she is prescribed two diet ginger ales a day. 
and her bicarb got better. I was like, hold up. We prescribing soda? So, it's medicine to me. You remember that episode when my wife said that kids don't need juice? Well, damn it, adults need soda. No. Take that. <laughs> Sis. Take that for data. <laughs> hey, I don't know if this is really a home remedy, but I was thinking too if this counts like you know when it was a thunderstorm and yeah. they made you turn all everybody had to turn everything off. You had to turn all the lights off. You had to just come sit in the middle of the floor. You couldn't talk. Nothing. Yeah. Like Kevin Durant when he was with his mama. No, nah, they, they was no, was no that night. was full time <laughs> That won't know. That was full time. You don't don't compare the two. That's not no disrespect, cause you know what I'm saying. That's a, that's a hey, that's a tough struggle to have to come from. Goddamn it. <laughs> but yeah, nah, that was the yeah, that was the mm-hmm. that was my choice. Yeah, that was this this was a remedy. You know what I'm saying? So the storm yeah. could, could go away because mm-hmm. you having lights on and stuff in the house. The storm won't go away with the lights on in the house. It was I have heard that. Over your house. Um. So you had to turn everything off. You couldn't talk um, because words was detrimental to the work <laughs> doing. Um, and then the silence and just the darkness um, was just going to make things better for some reason. But I think now that I think about it, you know what they really what they really was doing, especially back in those days, because you didn't have apps and Wi-Fi and stuff like that. Yeah. I bet you they was just saving on the power bill. They was probably just mm-hmm. they was probably just protesting electric bills and shit. Yeah, they had anytime a yeah, thunderstorm, they just knew that was just like code or something like that. I think that's why I think that was the silent protest black people would do, like a tradition, like jumping the broom and shit. I'm gonna keep what? doing that shit in my household. But anytime it's a thunderstorm, I'm gonna turn it, I'm gonna just shut everything off and just uh, or like <laughs> when they don't turn the my mom talking about it still to this day. She don't turn the heat on until November. I'm like, but it's cold outside. You're like, it ain't November yet. We going off the calendar or the temperature? <laughs> like, what yeah, are you doing? Yeah, that sounds about yeah, that sounds about right. I don't turn the heat on, but I don't turn it back. I turned that bitch off. Yeah, no, I, I didn't want it all. I turn it right back off, but yeah. let it warm up and then I get a blanket, right? All right, all right. What Another one that I got is um bruh, this is an oldie but a goodie. Naps. Bro, a nap for anything. I remember I twist if I sprain my ankle, like football practice or something, I go take a nap. Ankle be swollen as a bitch, but I don't know what it was. You take a good nap, you like, I'm good. Let's go. Let's run. Especially when you're young. Nah, you can speak for yourself on that. I was always ducking nap time. Always ducking nap time. Really? Oh my God. I couldn't I ain't wanted nothing to do with mm, it. I see what my son. I just laugh at my son every time I see it. Now how he be fighting sleep. I just, that's just 2.0. Just fighting all that sleep you can. Well, I see why you are the way you are now. Why? Because I don't sleep. I didn't sleep in a lot. I want to nah, sleep. Nah, I'm messing with you. Nah, you good. All right. Nah, so... because, nah, nah, nah. Say it, with <laughs> your, say it with your chest, nigga. Nah, don't try to I'm, change I'm the literally mad. Nah, I think you're, that's why you're so delirious that you're, you know, you think that Najee Harris is not a good running back because you don't get He's enough not. Naps. You need to He's go to not. bed. You need to go he to sleep. He is not. He's sleep. not a good running back. All right, all right. From, all what right. He's, from what he's shown to me while he's in the league, all he's done is take steps backwards. All he's done. He has regressed since he's been in the league. That's all he's done. Go backwards. Go to sleep. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm messing with you, bro. All right, all right. Um... 
So we got the ginger ale for upset stomach and stuff. Salt. What about just a handful of salt? I know they usually use that for, for cramps, but like just a salt packet. Ever seen that one? I seen goddamn milk. Uh, not milk, mustard, pickle juice. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen so, that. Anything salty. I've heard right? of that. Anything, see, anything salty. Bananas, but I didn't want nothing to do with bananas. Um, those aren't really remedies, though. Those are, it's like scientific, factual shit. Remedies is like made up shit that just, it's just supposed no, to be. It ain't got to be made up. Work. Going for some mustard is not, I wouldn't really call that scientific. That's just, it makes sense and it works. You cramping? This mustard salty as hell, bro. Here you go. Like, <laughs> I got a hot dog over here. I'm going to eat it dry as hell. So that type of stuff, that's another remedy. I was trying to think of some other ones. Of course, you got stuff like ice, you know, peas. But that stuff is definitely, you know, there's evidence that that stuff works. Um, what about lemon water for colds? Nah, I ain't never heard that one. You ain't never, what? Like warm lemon water? Nah, I mean, does adding sugar and... Mixing it in, is that still lemon water? Cause no, nigga, that's hot lemonade. I'm saying though, but if <laughs> it's lemon and water and sugar, the addition of sugar don't make it not lemon water. It make it lemonade. Right, so you telling me lemonade is a home remedy for... <laughs> See, this is what used to get me in trouble in college. How the hell did you just <laughs> convince me of that? Because now I'm starting to nah, believe I'm just, I'm dumb, but I'm saying. So if lemon water... Uh-huh. Is the remedy, right? Uh-huh. All you doing is add sugar to that motherfucker. You can't tell me that the addition of sugar take away all the healing properties. There's no way you're going to tell me that. Well, sugar is inflammatory, that. though. Sugar is pro-inflammatory. That's why, like, a lot of diabetics, type 2 diabetics, will have those issues with it. But well, uh, at again, this point... Talk, you bring extra variables in. We ain't talking about <laughs> diabetic. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of stuff you can't do when you're diabetic. <laughs> You're well, not I'm wrong. Talking about, I'm talking about some regular, regular folk like you and me. Like I, like I want to try this lemon water remedy, but I'm like, fuck that. I got some simply in the fridge. That's some lemon and some water and some sugar. It just. Are you gonna at least just, warm it up? Oh, it's got to be warm. See, See that was truly just lemonade. Pass. <laughs> no, and that's cool, but I just need to know. If it's got to be warm, if, if I got to put that joint on the stove for a couple minutes, I bet I still take. Bro, you were hilarious. What a, see, nah, but now, see, now I'm going to fuck you up with this one, though. Watch this. Go ahead. What happens when you do an Arnold Palmer warm? That's not going to fuck me up. That's just, it's a warm Arnold Palmer. It's a half and half. It's lemonade and iced tea, but it ain't iced, so got it's lemonade so and tea. So... Black tea, right? Uh-huh. There are no detrimental properties in black tea. The caffeine, but keep going. But the lemon water, we already certified that the lemon water is certified healing properties. Without sugar. All right, so fuck that. Without the sugar, whatever. <laughs> Put that in with the tea. Uh-huh. And you got lemon water and tea. Well, you got sugar from it because it's got to be sweet tea. You can't have regular tea. Like drinking death. I wouldn't. All right. <laughs> so where, where are you going with this? Is this your remedy is a half-half at the end of the day? I'm, You'll get an Arnold Palmer? Wanna, I just want to see how 
far we can go down the line away from lemon and water to where we still keep the remedy. Because if that's the case, I'm going to go get some more Simply in another box of tea bags when uh, I go to the store later. I think it just feel good to drink it because I ain't never seen nobody really unhappy drinking Arnold Palmer. So, I mean, if it's a euphoric mood, then go for it. I mean, respectfully, I've been drinking nothing but Arnold Palmer's here the last, you know, for a while now, and I'm feeling as healthy as ever, to be honest with you. That's also because you're still under 30. I'm not. Age is a big contributor. I'm, I'm, I'm not a spring chicken anymore, but. But you're not even 30. You're still in your 20s. Like, what are you talking I'm about? I'm almost 30, bro. I'm, That's what I'm saying. It's it too is. late. Too late for I'm what? I'm there now. now it's too late for... I don't know. It's, 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 <laughs> you just... The thing just end when you get into your 30s. It's like, it's over. We're done. Like, what's done? I don't know, but I'm 30. I don't know, but it's it. It's, that's it. It's over. And, and, he's, and he's, he's gone. It's all gone. That's it. All gone. It's all gone. All right. So then the... the, the <laughs> The warm Arnold Palmer as a remedy. Okay. What else we got? Let me look up some remedies real quick. I want to see. I'm sure there's going to be some hilarious ones. Home remedies. It's going to be some fertility remedies. Like, is is aphrodisiacs, are those home remedies? Like oysters? Like, is that a remedy? uh, I mean, I guess. If you feel good. I think... so one thing I've seen, though, is like your your mood, your mindset is a big contributor. When we talk about like mental health before, like if you're in a euphoric mood and you're in a state of happiness, that in and of itself is anti-inflammatory and better for your overall health. Right. So that's where like when you look at like evidence and, and studies for that type of stuff is different. But like a glass of lemonade will just make me feel better. I could be sick as a bitch, but I'm be at least happy drinking my juice. You know what I'm saying? All right. Nah, if I'm freezing cold and you give me a cold glass of lemonade, I'm going to be like, I mean, it's delicious, but why you give me this cold-ass drink when I'm already cold? But then if I give you some hot lemonade, you're like, why are you wasting my lemonade heating it up? Yeah, you're probably right. You're 100% right. So you want it room temperature. You a picky motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> nah, <laughs> hell no. Nah. This ain't nothing worse. Ain't nothing worse than hot lemonade. That shit be spicy than a motherfucker. <laughs> Ain't nothing in the world worse than spicy lemonade. Fuck that. Spicy. Bro, you are hilarious. All right, so I found, like, these are, it's supposed to be nine remedies that are backed by science. And actually, as I'm reading these, these come back to me. So, like, chili peppers. Capsaicin, um, I use that, I used to work at this integrative medicine clinic where we would, you know, before we went to, like, pharmaceutical medication, we'd go for nutraceuticals, so natural-based medicine. Mm -hmm. And capsaicin, which is in chili peppers, is good for pain. Right. So that one actually has like anti-inflammatory pro- um, processes. This talks about ginger for pain and nausea. I, I guess there's science that. to support yeah. it. I mean, that's hey. ginger ale, but I've heard that. Back to the ginger ale. You right. Yeah, there I, we go. There we ale. go. Yeah, that's all. That's why that lady prescribed that ginger ale. Man. Shiitake mushrooms for the long game. What? I don't like mushrooms. Long said, game. I think they're trying to be funny. You know, the, the stroke. It says it's an antioxidant and anti-inflammatory effects. Um, similar to bone broth. I've had people that use bone broth. You got eucalyptus oil for pain. Shout out to these naturally occurring substances that we use. I'm sure that this came from the cradle of life, Africa, and they were utilizing this back in the day before we had pharmaceutical companies. 
lavender for migraines and anxiety. So lavender is supposed to help migraine attacks. Uh, drinking lavender tea or keeping a satchel around for times of high stress is one way to reduce anxiety and relax. I've heard about that lavender. Like, you know, you put that lavender oil on, like, if you got some incense or something. I've heard that you... So, what about... I've heard, um, I've heard you have, um, how to catch, like, house flies and that stuff like that, fruit flies, set in yeah. a cup of vinegar, poke some holes in it. Yeah. Put a little piece of, um, clear wrap over it, poke some holes in it. Um, what else? I was just thinking of another one. That works. Um, yeah, that does work. Um, fuck. What else? What else did grandma used to do? Let me think. I don't know what grandma used to do. Plenty. Um, I just had two of them, and I said one, and I can't remember the other one. That's gonna bother me the rest of the day. You'll probably, you'll probably figure it out at some point when you need it, though. Fenugreek for breastfeeding. What the hell is that? Fenugreek seeds are often used in cooking in the Mediterranean and Asia, but this spice is similar to cloves and has several medicinal uses. When made into a tea, it can help with milk production for breastfeeding. Hmm. Ladies, if y'all having any issues with the milk let down, you can use fenugreek. I remember what it was. What? Shout out, Little of the Wave God. Shout out myself. Tea tree, tea tree oil. That's why the waves made me think about it. Tea tree oil is supposed to be a natural insect repellent. Oh, yeah. So. Good for your good for your hair health and then help keep the bugs out in the summertime. A little bit. Just a little bit. You know, moms used to be a correctional officer. She said that in prison, they use butter for their waves. And they be spinning. Butter. Butter. I mean, they can't get no tea tree oil in prison. Maybe they can, but the way it probably came in, I don't know if you want to put that on your hand. They probably use petroleum jelly. No cap. Put petroleum jelly on toast or something. On toast? I said probably. I don't know what they do in prison. I don't want to find out. You don't know what they do. Why you got You would never do... You you wouldn't do a um, uh, um, 60 days in joint? Hell no. I done spent my whole life trying to stay out of prison. Why the hell am I going to go in? And ain't no amount of money you can pay me. Like, legitimately, people be like, I give you like $500 million. You know, they're like, you wouldn't do it for $500 million? Well, the thing is, say you get shanked and get HIV. Say you get raped and get hepatitis. You can't get rid of them. I know, right? I'm the crazy one. I'm just saying, nigga, you get tuberculosis and you get the cough. The, uh, uh. See, y'all yes, niggas man. just think on at face value, like, nah, it's good, bro. You just, you be all right. You do 60 days, you're going to finish that bid, and it's all good. That. No. I'm not going to argue the other way. I'm not going to argue for you doing do 60 days in. I'm not, I'm definitely not telling you that. I mean, 500 million, though, that's, I think about it at least. But, but, <laughs> Yeah, I definitely consider it. But if they told you that everybody in there had, you know, HIV, and this is not a shot at people with HIV. I'm just saying, like, if there's a, a possibility of you getting it, I'm good. Damn, nigga. Like, what you, so do you, if you go to jail, it's like, so it's not a possibility you catch an HIV on the outside, huh? You just going, if you go to jail. It's, it's a greater possibility in a prison system. Communicable diseases are always transferred greater in, like, prisons and, like, army barracks and stuff where you got close quarters. Niggas get meningitis. 
niggas get just straight up stabbed over some cornbread. And I, I ain't going to be no punk. I tell you what. I am not going out like that. They're going to have to kill me. Says the nigga that's not going to go to jail. They're going to have to kill you. Hey. Well, no, 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 no. I ain't saying like, like manhunt. Like if it's like, if I actually did a crime and they're like, okay, you know, they trying to serve me with a warrant that's going to lock me up for six months. Yeah, no, if I have to do it. I ain't saying like a shootout with the boys. No, no, that's, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, don't get yeah, don't get yeah, my words twisted around. Yeah, man, I hear you, bro. I hear you. Give me some warm lemonade while I'm in there. <laughs> well, <laughs> wait. Oh hell no, not in prison, bro. That ain't lemonade. You said, why is this shit so spicy? <laughs> oh my god, boy, you are foolish. Uh, oh yeah, lord, nah, don't drink the lemonade. All right. Well, on that note, we're about to wrap it up. I want to say happy Halloween, everybody. Be safe out there. The people with kids that are taking y'all children out there, you know, this episode is going to release a little bit after, but they'll still have their Halloween candy. Make sure you check the candy because people are so crazy in this world. Check what they're putting in your kid's bag. Don't let them just go to town on it. You know, you want to go and get a little piece for yourself or whatever. Have fun, but make sure that it's all safe. Make sure none of those packages are open or anything like that. That's going to be my word of wisdom. Um... You got any words of wisdom for the people, Leno? Man, uh, I, I got a couple of things to follow up with what you said, man. Yeah, not to be an asshole, but for 20 years now, everybody's been telling you, check your candy, check your kids' candy, yada, yada, people crazy, blood, blood, whoop the woo. Yes, check your kids' candy. <laughs> just just the same like as that. it was. Nah, but just the same as it was when we were kids, bro, and everybody was like, people are crazy, check your candy, because people are, people are crazy. And yeah. y'all, I mean, in this day and age, we just realizing you know how crazy, how many crazy people there really are out there. They're more easily accessible now. But the bottom line is, the crazy people still out here. Just to check, you know, check your shit. Um, shout out to I want to shout out to um, who do I want to shout out? I don't got nobody to shout out. Shout out, Bug. Of course, my Thank man you. got his uh, man got his report card. From what I'm honest, he's doing very well in school. From the teacher's report. He's literally doing the exact same stuff. I think verbatim he had a comment on his report card that was like in a verbatim comment that was off of my report card when I was his age, kindergarten, first grade. So that was amusing. Like father, like son. Yep. Got to <laughs> go. <laughs> it's something, it was like it's something like um, have to remind have to remind Isaac to make good decisions. And I was like. Where the fuck have I heard? <laughs> oh, Man, I swear I know if if I go back, if I go to my mama's house and say, "Ma, where are my old where are my old Bueller report cards?" and she digged them report cards up, I'm gonna find a report card somewhere from kindergarten to the first kindergarten and first grade that's got that same comment. I know, mm-hmm. I know it. It's out there somewhere. All right, you got any other words for him? Um, nah. Um, we f- finished the year strong. Getting ready to come up on a holiday. I guess we'll get through the day. Uh, then, then uh, I guess we'll be in holiday season. Um. Oh yeah, here's my word of wisdom: Don't pass over Thanksgiving. 
don't don't skip Thanksgiving before we get to Christmas. It's let's yeah, celebrate. Please don't. I hate when they do that. Let's celebrate Thanksgiving first, please. And then we can start no celebrating Christmas. Christmas. I don't want to see Black Friday. I don't want to see. I don't want to hear a Christmas song. I don't want to see a Christmas commercial until November twenty fifth. And then after that, you can run Christmas songs and Christmas shows and Christmas movies on a continuous loop for the next thirty some days. Absolutely. You can run it. Till, you can run it till January first. To be honest with you, I don't care. Wait till I agree week. with you. Wait till Black Friday, please. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, everybody be safe. Love y'all. Thank y'all for listening in to another episode of Do Rags and Stethoscopes. As as always, I am the Little D with Little the Wave Guy signing off. Hey. Love you, bud. My vision is a bag in my white coat. Leno got his do rag and lick. Got his stethoscopes. Welcome to. Do rags and stethoscopes. Welcome to. Do rags and stethoscopes. Wave tsunami when they crash. Current strong. It's a rip. If you're not feeling well, I might just have to write a script. Welcome to. Do rags and stethoscopes. Welcome to Do Rags and Stethoscope. People are going to think that that's business as usual. <laughs>